0: is taken from Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 to 6. I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you, because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. to God. Today is the last Sunday of uh, 2014. It was another wonderful year. We have grown a lot. We have experienced wonderful new things. As you saw from the slide uh, presentation, we have done a lot of really good things. And when uh, Reverend Chung, uh, he did the uh, uh, announcement in the KSM service uh, right after the slideshow, he was so tearful that he could continue uh, his uh, announcement. I mean, there are a lot of uh, good things that we did together as a community, as uh, John mentioned. Uh, we have many. We had many things uh, to celebrate personally. Or as a community, and as the year's uh, theme indicated, we have experienced uh, much change too. I'm sure that we have grown a lot. Uh, I'm sure that we have experienced many changes. And personally, I experienced so many changes. So I tell I told my family that I should be careful in choosing the theme for the year. Uh, so many changes that we have experienced was wonderful year. But it was a wonderful year not because it was necessarily an easy year. Life was not good all the time. At times it was very painful. We have lost we have lost uh, the loved one uh, from our service And sometimes, the future did not look that bright. We did not see much hope. And sometimes, we even lost passionate desire and appetite for life at times. We struggled with uh, our job uh, and career. Uh, We were worrying about uh, the future and financial future. Uh, As Simon eloquently uh, prayed, Uh, there were times that we stayed up all night because of the worries about what is going to happen uh, in the future. We struggled with our family issues and personal issues. Sometimes we seriously wondered about Where my life is going? What have I been doing all this time? And where am I going from this point on? We had moments of frustration and anger, and we didn't know what to do with this anger within us. And there were also times when we silently cried but uncontrollably. So, all these things we experienced. It was a wonderful year, not because all the good things happened to us. Life is wonderful, not because it comes to us on a silver platter. Life is wonderful, in spite of frustrations, anger, disappointment, failures, fear, and worries. In spite of all this, still, we say life is wonderful. People are cheerful not necessarily because their life is necessarily easier than other people's life. There are some people I see with always cheerful face, but I know what they're going through. So people are cheerful not necessarily because their life is easier necessarily than other people. It is their attitude towards their life. Their bright and cheerful attitude towards their life. When you're caught in traffic and you're just stuck, You can get frustrated and ruin your day, or you can take it easy and accept what cannot be controlled. It is your attitude. Or when you're caught up in an argument that is going nowhere, you can push your point to the end or just back off. It is your attitude. This is what I realized. Whatever happens to us does not kill us. Our attitude towards it either kills us or makes our situations better. So whatever happens Whatever we experience in life cannot destroy us, but our attitude towards what we experience can either destroy us, or save us, or make us, make our lives better. So I realize that the events that happen to us do not have value in themselves. It only has value, what they do, to our lives in the end. So it looks really, really bad, but we cannot attach value to whatever happens to us in itself. And what that does to our lives, uh, sets the value. There's one good Korean word, Chinese word, it's called seong Seongjima. Uh, uh, it's a Chinese word. Uh, what happened, well, the word, mean, uh, the meaning of the word is this. Uh, a boy went out uh, and played and found the horse. So he came home, uh, bring the horse at that time. The horse is a big kind of lottery kind of thing. So the, the whole village came to the. How lucky you are! You have a horse now! So they were so uh, envious of that family. And the boy was playing uh, on the horse and it fell off. And it broke his leg. And the whole village came, How sad you uh, must be! Your son broke your leg and all that. And then uh, the uh, father said, Maybe. And the next, uh, next uh, day, there was a worm broke out. And every sons were uh, taken to, uh, to uh, the army, but this son, because he broke his leg, he did not have to go to the army. And all whole village came and said, th- how lucky you are that your son doesn't have to uh, go to war. So events themselves don't have value. What it does to our lives in the end. So sometimes we think that our experience is really, really bad, but that experience may not be as bad as you think. Also, I realized that we are not very good at dealing with what happens to us. We often make it worse. If we just leave it as it is, it will be still okay. But we make it worse When bad things happen to us, they themselves are difficult to handle because they are are bad experiences. They themselves are very difficult to handle, but we make them worse by having wrong attitudes or negative attitudes. Let's say you make mistakes in life. Everybody makes mistakes. But by not forgiving yourself, by not accepting yourself, you're making your life more miserable. Let's say you lost a job. By being overly critical about your performance, about your situation, and about yourself, you make your problems more difficult. Let's say you have health issues. By worrying about your health excessively, you make that disease worse or you develop another kind of disease. Having bad experiences self is difficult to handle. The bigger problem is we are making our bad experiences worse because of wrong attitude we have. We should have right attitude, but right attitude is not possible by trying harder. Right attitude is not possible by having strong will. I realize that these strong wills and working harder and making a harder efforts, I, I realize that they don't last too long. I realize that there has to be something within us that we believe. And without that, without that thing that we believe, doesn't matter how much effort we put in, these efforts will not help us with our better better attitude. Then, what is the thing that we have to believe in our lives? What is that core thing within our heart that we should believe? And upon that, we should build our effort to it. And I do believe that St. Paul has something really, really good to tell us. And that was philosophy of St. Paul and theology of St. Saint Paul, Saint Paul. And he, that was a backbone of St. Paul's thinking and life. And this is what he said. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. I do believe that. That's what St. Paul believed. You know, just leave it for now. St. Paul wrote this episode, a uh, letter to the Philippians, in prison. Uh, his situation was not that great. He could have uh, told himself, my goodness, what am I doing in prison? I have to preach the gospel to the Philippians, to the Thessalonians, and then Romans, and all these places I gotta go! And then God called me to do uh preach to all these people, and what am I doing in prison? He could have said that. But the first thing he said after the greeting, uh, when you read chapter 1, uh, what we read is from chapter 1 verse 3 to 6, verse 1 and 2 are greetings. And the first thing he said in chapter, uh, verse 3 was, I thank my God. He said, I thank my God. Can we go back to a verse? Is it hard to do so? To scripture? It's okay. That's what he said. (laughs) Believe me. (laughs) Yeah. That's the first word, he said. I thank my God. I think he's an amazing man. If I were him, I would have said, my goodness, what, what am I doing in prison? But he said, I thank my God. I didn't believe I said, can we go back to that? Oh, he was there, right? Like, so stupid. <laughs> but I forgive myself. I accept myself. I don't want to make my problems worse. I am confident of this that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus. That's what was in the core of his existence, his spirit, his heart, and his thinking. He believed this. God who began a good work will bring it to completion in the right time. Not in my time, but in the right time. What God began, God will finish. That's what I believe. What God began, God will finish. That's what simple believe, and that's what we believe. And I hope that that's what you believe. All of us believe. What God began in me, God will finish. Not me. In His time. Simon prayed so nicely today. He he sent me an uh, email. Can you give me the scripture verse uh, so that I can prepare for my uh, prayer? Next time you can even preach. That good. What God began to work through me, God will finish. So what is important is what God wants to do through me. That's what's important. What God wants to do through me. My personal ambition is not what's important. My personal ambition, that's not what Paul is talking about. What God began through me, not my personal ambition. When your personal ambition is frustrated, don't get so discouraged. Sometimes because of your discouragement and disappointment, you may hinder what God wants to do through you. What is important is not your personal ambition, what is important is what God wants to do. You know, sometimes I catch myself following my own personal ambition. My personal ambition takes over and controls my life. That is when I get overly stressed and frustrated. And that is when I'm not very happy. So when you look at my face, not looking very happy. Oh, he's following his own personal mission.. <laughs> I can always justify myself saying that, oh, I'm doing this for God, and I'm doing God's work. You know, it's easier to justify that because I'm in ministry. I always do work for God. I always do work for people. So I can justify myself that, oh, I'm doing all these things for people and for God. But ultimately, personal ambition is for your personal glory. Whether you do it through ministry, or through other careers, achievements, or through your children, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really, really matter. If you are chasing after your personal glory, then you are chasing after personal ambition. Not what God wants to do through you. Even in ministry, I, I see that a lot. Life that chases after one's personal glory is like a bubble. It pumps. And disappears. The other day, I went to Eden Center, and then I saw this store, Face Shop, Face Shop. And then it used to be on the outside. It's a picture of a Korean actor. He's gone. Somebody else, I don't know his name, but he came out from the, the man from planet or star or something like that. I mean, Kwon sang uh, is a great actor. When he was young, oh, looked so great, so good. After a few years gone, another person replaced him. Chasing after personal glory is like a bubble. It pops and disappears. That's why we can never be fully satisfied satisfied by chasing after your personal glory. If you do that right now, give up. Forget. Because you'll be left with nothing. But if our life is chasing after what God wants to do through us, then we don't need to worry about Why? Because what God began, God will finish. What God started through you, God will finish it. So you don't need to worry about it. That gives us stability. That gives us confidence. And that makes us well-grounded. We'll have patience for God to work out the way. We'll have room to bless others. You know, the people around you are not your competitors. They are the ones that you bless. We'll have strength to take life's difficulties with perseverance. We'll learn to enjoy life's totality, not just good things in life. We enjoy not only candies that give us pleasure, but also medicine that gives us healing. I believe that God worked what He wanted to do through you in 2014. God did wonderful things through you. Whether you were aware of it or not, whether you're aware of it or not, He did wonderful work through you. I thank God for that. In in 2015, I hope that we are more aware of it, being awakened, When you are more aware of it, your life becomes richer and more abundant. God is faithful, and I thank God for his faithfulness. Without trusting in God's faithfulness, our life will go up and down and up and down. In the midst of up and downs, there's constant uh, truth, and that is God's faithfulness. God began a beautiful work in you, and He wants to do it. And wait how He finishes. Wait and see how He's going to finish what He started in you. May God bless you and 2015, remember that. Don't make your life life problems worse. By worrying about it, by making it worse, entrust your life in God and let God work out your life in 2015.